Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Welcome to another episode of True Crime and Cocktails. In this case, Holiday Hoot Nanny Edition. As always, I am your host, Lauren Ash, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the intrepid Christy Oxborough. How you feeling? I I mean, how could I not be the best right now? We're about to record a holiday episode. Yeah. Which could not be more our wheelhouse. And I'm sitting here in like a Disneyland Mickey Mouse Santa hat spending time with my favorite gal so I mean I'm the luckiest person in the world that's what I am oh yeah. well I I beg to differ because I think that person is me <laughs> yes for those of you who are listening and not seeing this uh Christy has also put up a beautiful wreath and some <laughs> lights behind her I am wearing a pair of very dainty reindeer ears and we are donning our original cassette tape matching pajamas yeah. that we wore at the very very beginning of this journey which yeah. feels right yeah to commemorate the hoot nanny I mean what's more hoot nanny then get into your roots. I I did not research hootenannies. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah. But what we did research was coming up with two very fun and very festive cocktail recipes. So listen, normally the show focuses on the true crime, obviously. Tonight, maybe we're going to take a little look at some cocktails, which I think is the right move, yeah. you know? I mean, we're only how many episodes in? I think it's like 14, but it yes. feels like 100. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> In the best possible way. It just feels impossible that we have that few. So here's what happened. Christy and I decided we're going to do this holiday episode. Again, we're both Christmas maniacs. We thought that this would be fun. And we thought, hey, why don't each of us pick, come up with Google whatever, our own recipe for a fun true crime and cocktails official festive cocktail what we're going to do we're going to put the recipes on our instagram true crime and cocktails 
And we encourage you at home, try them out, see what you think, tell us which your favorite is. Listen, I I already feel like I'm probably not going to win, and that's okay. It's not about winning. We just really want to hear from you about which you liked. I wish that, like, my instinct was, like, Google them. Google one that's fun. Google one you kind of at least like the ingredients. Because as far as alcohol, I'm usually, I'm usually, like, I only like so many, you know? Like, I like vodka. I went through a rye phase before, but I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's a lot of alcohols I don't do. Right. So I was like, oof, I don't know. This particular one, I'm not sure if I'm going to even like it. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong one. It's a strong one. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, here's what I'd like. I'd like to set things up uh, just for a visual over here. I'm drinking out of a glass that says Merry and Bright, which feels oh, really right. And uh, the I've cut a McDonald's straw in half. Now, unfortunately, it is a little too short. <laughs> For, I should have measured, and I didn't. Uh, but I mm-hmm. waste not, want not. So I reuse straws, and, and that's where we're at. But Christy, do you want to introduce the name of your festive cocktail? Sure. Yeah. I mean, did we come up with one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're calling this one the Dirty Slurpee. That's right. Yeah. Christy's Dirty Slurpee. Yeah. That is what we're talking about here. Now, why don't we walk <laughs> through what exactly is going to go into one of these bad boys? Uh, I wish I'd brought the recipe over here with me. You know uh, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. You're you're the quarterback of this team when it's true crime. <laughs> you know who's going to be the quarterback of this team when it's cocktails? Old Lauren Ash. That's Thank who. God. I am ready to go. Thank I've God. got my information right in front of me. Okay. So, Christie's Dirty Slurpee. Yeah. You're going to start. Now, listen, we halved the recipe because, you know, we, we're not monsters. And we know we have another one to get through. And that it's just a recipe for disaster. I haven't had a sip and I'm already slurring. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to wait to sip this mm-hmm. on the show, live on the cast. Why? Well, okay, I'm so. warning you. I am going to take a sip and. <laughs> well, I, let's. We're well, going to do it. I, I was worried that if I put it in two separate cups, the second cup would just melt by the time I got to it. So, what's the solution to making that work? A giant frosty mug? There it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's comically large. <laughs> it's 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 almost what? it's almost 12 inches tall. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. All right. So, it's vodka, prosecco, blue curacao, but here's a fun fact. I well, I'm going to go on a rant in a second. I couldn't find any blue curacao because guess what? Much like black cherry fresca, it's not available in my damned area right now for some unknown reason. But here's a fun fact for those listening at home. You can substitute triple sec for blue curacao. It's about the same flavor. It's just not blue. And then a lemonade and ice. Yeah. Now, it, it also suggests that you can, you know, you can rim the glass, put some sugar on there. But I think we both decided against that. So here yeah. we go. Well, cheers. Here we go to the first official... Dirty Slurpee. Let's go. It's the size of my screen. Oh my. It's really a large mug. Yowza. Wow. It's, it's, it's holy shit. It's boozy. It's so it boozy. It is very, very boozy. Now, to give you guys the, uh, and again, this will all be on True Crime and Cocktails on, on yeah. the, the Instagram there, but half a cup of vodka, half a cup of Prosecco, quarter cup blue curacao mm-hmm. or triple sec, quarter cup of lemonade, and then three cups of ice, blending it up. And I'm going to tell you, I was worried because mine didn't seem that icy, but it's got actually a nice texture to it. Yeah. It, for yeah. me, it's it's mostly, the concern is, is that when this, if I finish this, 
I'm going to be sounding like, you know, worse than Death Row Fugitive by the end, which I think might be the drunkest I had been, although Lady in the Lake is a close second place. (laughs) Well, buckle up, everybody, because again, she went for the big mug. (laughs) The thing is, I mean, I did I did taste it partway through. I mixed it as I was supposed to tasted it. It was so overwhelming to me. So I did add another third of a cup of lemonade to uh, kind of balance it out. Uh, My husband tried it and went, God, I don't think the vodka was necessary. (laughs) So that just like, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's got a very boozy taste, but I think in like a few minutes, I won't mind. Here's the thing. My first sip, I was like, wow, that is boozy. I've, I've on my second sip, I'm like, it tastes like heaven. I can't wait for another. Oh, it's so just, dangerous, though. Just that initial one, you know? It, yeah, the initial one, again, it's a shock. It's a shock to the to the, <laughs> to the senses. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm like, ooh, mm, sweet. Tastes like candy. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I'm really happy with this. Uh, yeah. The only thing that's tough is I am getting a throat freeze. Oh. Whew, it's, you ever have that where it gets really cold going down? I am a seasoned slurpy drinker <laughs> so, you are you so are, i yeah. think i'm just like my throat's been primed that <laughs> <laughs> that's a different show that's, okay that wasn't what i meant to be <laughs> what i love yeah. again is we are three sips deep and already the the innuendos are coming out well listen obviously because we are hootening and we're nannying hoot nannying yeah. uh we thought, you know, we should talk again about the holidays, what they mean to us, yeah. fun stories. And the first thing that came to mind, obviously, was the Christmas that we've referenced. I can't remember which episode it was, but we I think it was Washington Insider. No, no. that was not. That was New Year's. Look, you, you Lady all in at the home lake. listening. Because it was because it? it was winter. I think that was probably I think it. so. I was going to say I was going to say the people at home listening probably will know better than us. But absolutely. Because, uh, again. <laughs> They run together. <laughs> but um, so that same Christmas, we gave, we exchanged gifts with the whole family. But our moms both thought it would, cute, would be cute if you and I exchanged a very special gift. And these gifts were little rings. And they were little rings that had little hands holding little hearts. And we exchanged them. And we still have them to this day, obviously. Now, at the time, we just thought, oh, it's a cute ring. And I think that's what our parents thought, too. Like, I don't think that they really got the significance. But what we exchanged was Irish wedding bands without (laughs) knowing. (laughs) So I would have been how old? 10 or 11? Yeah, I I, I would have been 12 at that point. Then I would be 11. Yeah. Right? No, No, I would have been 10 10. because there's there's that couple months where you're two years older than me. Yeah. I'm not into math right now. It's Um, So what we basically, what we learned when we learned that these were Irish wedding bands is that we had inadvertently become engaged when we were children (laughs) and that we've been engaged for decades at this point. Uh, In anticipation of knowing this was coming, I'm just going to say, or more show, I do, I do have it. Oh, there we go. Come on. I have mine too. I just didn't pull it out. Uh, Um, I had to go go hunting, but yeah, I got it. Yeah, I, I have mine here somewhere. I think it still fits. Oh, I guarantee mine doesn't. I'd be lucky to make it a pinky ring. 
Oh, I'm not saying it fit the same finger, but yeah. Um, but what I think it was nice about that was, I think it was nice that because we were, uh, some would say, some would find us, I don't know, irritating together. <laughs> it was nice that we yeah. were being encouraged to, to bond closer. I think it's nice that our, yeah. our mothers made that commitment. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's great that they were like, keep it in the family, girls. <laughs> They didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I think it's it. They did. It's it was very good foreshadowing yeah. to the bond that we would later have. You know. Yeah. So I think that's great. Foreshadowing is one of my favorite literary devices. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where we're going. Okay, well, sure. Well, I mean. Who doesn't love a good foreshadowing? And that's apparently what a dirty Slurpee does to me is makes me like book nerdy, I guess. Well, I think the dirty Slurpee is foreshadowing <laughs> to what this kind of what the, <laughs> this night's going to be, oh, which I love. It's to quote you from, I think, last week. But again, you're right. They run together. It's going to get sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We are who we are, yeah. and that's just it. Yeah, I had a, a a message from one of our listeners, and I'm sure that they will recognize this once I say it. And what I loved was obviously Taylor Swift released this new album. People are going nuts, yeah. and there is a song on it. And now I'm not sure of the name of the song. Do you know the name of the song? The, the true crime one? No, no body, no crime. I believe that is what it is. Anyway, I'm going to pull up this message now if I can find it, because this made me laugh so hard. So it was, uh, here we go. Yes, it said, <laughs> so there was a meme that was shared, and it was uh, me listening to T Taylor Swift's Nobody No Crime featuring Haim and thinking that Christy and Lauren could prove it. I loved this so much. And then someone responded to that, and this is the comment that I wanted to bring up. This person writes, <laughs> More like Christy will prove it and Lauren will get white wine wasted and just laugh really hard at everything. <laughs> I feel seen. That's us in a and nutshell. And also yeah. deeply called out. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and I, and it, you know, this brings me to an important point, yeah. which is that, look, I have never pretended that this podcast has anything to do with me. I've never <laughs> pretended that I'm the star of this show. It is, I am absolutely not. And yeah. I couldn't be happier about it. But but yeah, look, uh, does Christy bring the goods? Yes, she does. Do I get white, white wine wasted on the regular? <laughs> yes, I do. And that is just what this is. And listen, she, uh, this person went on to say, um, of course, that they are here for it. So yeah. again, I didn't feel criticized in any way, but I did feel, you know, very called out and seen at in equal amounts, which I love. That feels like new advertising for us. Like that's a new, that's just our slogan. There was somebody at one point, I don't remember who, um, but on Twitter, it was something along the lines of like, I just like laughing along with these drunk idiots. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, Listen, that's I just think... a nutshell, you know? Totally. It's a nice and summary. I think, you know, if I call someone an idiot, a dumb dumb, yeah. uh, stupid, any of those things, that's an endearment for me anyway. Like, like for me, yeah. if I'm watching something and I laugh and yell stupid, then I, that means that I think it's really funny. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. It's so, so, so stupid. It's funny. Yeah. 
but yes, I I loved all of this, and I love that that Taylor Swift, obviously, as we know, very big fan of Olivia Benson, has a cat named after her. I love that she's calling out the true crime. I think it's amazing. I listened to that album this morning. Didn't it just come out today? Yeah. Good on ya. Good on ya. I love it. And look, I'm gonna say it. It made me feel things. Wow. <laughs> like deeply. Like it just a roller coaster of just sadness. <laughs> It was, oh no! It, was, it brought up a lot of stuff, so it was. Uh, it was really. She's no. You can't hide that talent. No, you can't. I mean, when she was like the first coming out, and she was like the pop, slightly con- like more country, a little pop to it. It was like that's catchy. I seem like I recall burning a couple of those songs on a CD. Back when you burnt CDs, you know? And then I kind of faded and was like, no, I don't want to admit that I'm a fan. And then I've just come into, like, within the last few years, I'm just like, who cares? Like, if I'm a fan of something, be a fan of something. Like, absolutely. Be who you want to be. Don't let somebody make you feel garbage because you like something. It's like, just like what you like. And you know what? That's why I'm going to say... I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I love that, that we're hearing it here officially, publicly. Out. Crying it out. I'm out now. Yeah. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. Listen, I think also, you know, oh, gosh, I mean, I hate to say it, but but I feel like you did. She Okay, I'll, full disclosure. Christy yeah. messaged me earlier and she was like, I just wish that we could get Taylor Swift to listen to the podcast. And so do I. So I guess what I'm saying oh. is, dear listeners, if you tweeted at her or whatever, messaged her, I don't know what kind of connection, what kind of landline you got directly to Taylor. But if you do, put in a word for us because we, we like her work. Yeah. I mean, I would I would full die. Like, I'm a grown ass woman. But if she acknowledged us in any way, just like my brain would cease and I would be on the floor. <laughs> she's just, she's a lot of talent. Like everybody's freaking out and we've like lockdown after lockdown and it's been a lot. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do with this time? Multiple albums. <laughs> and it's good honor. And it's not like they're garbage. They're beautiful albums. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I I oh god I just think of like when quarantine first started and I yeah. literally spent the first probably three or four weeks sitting on an air mattress in my living room watching movies from the 90s and occasionally the 80s and uh it was my like I already forget what I used to call it I had a name for it but fuck I don't remember what it was I was so into it and that's all I could accomplish. And then I had to deal with homeschooling the kids and it was a full nightmare. Then it just kind of spiraled into, I don't have free time anymore, uh, which I love. I love everything podcast related. Uh, Taylor, however, took this time, the same time I had. (laughs) Yeah. And made two solid albums. (laughs) And I... I've watched Last Action Hero. With- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've done. 
Yeah, listen, yeah. I think you have more to show for it than that. I mean, listen, we have many, many episodes yes. of a yes. podcast. And, you know, Christy runs our social media. And if you haven't noticed, she kills the game. That Instagram page is <laughs> amazing. And those are great accomplishments. I mean, those aren't easy tasks. And I think that that's like, you need to give yourself a bit of a break. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... Comparing myself to Taylor Swift will only ever end in heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could just get like half the list she has. I mean, Gyllenhaal, Tom Hiddleston. Why did I feel the need to just call him Gyllenhaal? Like, I was like, nobody, everybody knows his name. I don't even have to go with Jake. Do you want me to tell a name droppy story more than anything (laughs) all right well buckle up everybody so it was i believe easter i want to say last year or the year before i can't remember which but a very dear friend of mine always has us over for big events obviously not this year because covid but normally you know i'll bring uh Leslie Seiler, friend of the podcast, yeah. and her husband uh, to these events at his house. And we were sitting down, and we had literally just sat down to the meal. It was, it was, I think it was like mid-afternoon. We were having like an, a mid-afternoon kind of between lunch and dinner, big Easter kind of, kind of feast. Oh. But it is Easter Sunday. And so this is my friend Alex, who lives in the hills and in Hollywood. And there's a knock at the door. And... He's like, oh, who could that be? Like, everybody's here. And he opens the door, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And he's like, hi. (laughs) And and Jake Gyllenhaal made some comment. And and listen, I'm really, I'm I'm piecing together these details because I wasn't at the door. But basically, he was like, you know, are you interested in selling your house? I'd really like to take a look around your house. And my friend was like, well, we're about to eat, but if you want to come back later? <laughs> and he was like, okay. Now, he didn't come back. I think he realized that maybe it was a, a bad day and time to just randomly solicit a home to see if <laughs> anyone was willing to sell it. But listen, he sounded very nice, and it was just the funniest, like, you know, living in Hollywood is the most bizarre, you know, Los Angeles Hollywood. It's bizarre, it's weird, it's surreal. But when you're sitting at an Easter dinner and then your host comes back from the door and says, oh, sorry, that was Jake Gyllenhaal, it really puts it in perspective that you're living in a world yeah. where you, when you grew up in small town Canada, you never, I mean, I never thought that I would be, you know, having those kinds of experiences. So a name droppy story, but a funny one nonetheless. I love it so much. The only thing I don't love is if he showed up at my door and was like, are you interested in selling? Can I look around? I would be like, I am, and yes, please. (laughs) I don't care what I was doing. I will drop everything and be like, please, please come into my home. And then, (laughs) please, sir. And then you hear a deadbolt lock. (laughs) Careful. That got, that got, (laughs) that got dark. That went zero to brandy in no time. (laughs) Look, I, I told you these are boozy. They really are. Boozy. I want you all to know at home that I have had, oh gosh, I don't know, two fingers of this. So, you know, not that much, maybe like a quarter of a cup. And I am, 
I feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is what happens when you don't have a full clear plan of where you're going. We don't need it. <laughs> now we're good. We're good. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I feel very confident. Yeah. I feel very confident. Oh gosh. I love that I said that as I was belching. I was like, I feel very confident. <laughs> what a lady. What a lady. Um, but yeah, so listen, I think we're 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 hitting the main hits. Yeah. You know, holiday hoot nanny. We gotta hit things like, of course, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um But look, here's the other thing that we gotta talk about. Oh. So we have been getting a lot of messages from you, the listeners, saying, do murder on Middle Beach. Yes. Lots of messages. And here's what I want to say to all of you. We hear you. Mm-hmm. It's been a very busy few weeks for the both of us. But today, actually, I had a very small amount of time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start watching the first one of these just to see, you know, what is all the hype? What's the hype about? I want you all to know I started texting Christy, live texting Christy during it. She's getting ready to do this record. Yeah. And I'm literally messaging her like, you have got to see this. You're not going to believe it. This is unbelievable. Um, unpaid alimony. Like, I just start hitting, like, bullet points. Mm-hmm. Unpaid alimony. Um, I can't remember what the other ones were. But anyway, my point is, is that we hear you. I'm not, I'm only halfway through episode one, and I get it. I am fascinated all I want is to immerse myself into this world. And so I think we have to announce officially that we're going to be covering that case. Oh, we have to. We have to. I received multiple all caps texts from you in a very, very short period of time. It's really true. It's not Very unusual. Genuine. It's not unusual to get like multiple texts from you in a small period of time, but to get multiple yeah. all caps. That's like Jake Gyllenhaal was at your door. All caps. <laughs> like that's what that was. This I'm going to go so far as to say this oh. is the true crime equivalent. It's that compelling that quickly. Wow. It has so yeah. many details that are relevant to you and us and obviously you the listeners. So we hear you. And we're, we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Yeah. Now, this is a perfect segue. Now, we hadn't discussed this at all, and that's what happens when you don't plan these things. But do you yeah. think we should talk about next season? Do you think we should start to tease it? Because obviously, as everyone knows who listens to the show regularly, we have done all of the Unsolved Mysteries, the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episodes. And so we have more coming. We've already assured you of that. But yeah. should we get into it a little? Should we tease it a little? I'm halfway through this drink, so of course I'm saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. this is the hoot nanny. Yeah. Then next week, we're going to bring you fan theories, which we've been teasing and we're so excited about because yeah. so many of you contacted us with awesome stuff. Now, did we agree that we're going to do two of those episodes? We have to. There's too, yeah. there's too many, and we, it's bad that we have to cut any, and it was just we couldn't possibly narrow it down to one. Yeah. So we're going, we're going two. And the good news is, is that there isn't a cap on how many fan theories episodes we can do. So keep them coming. Send us any of your theories about any of these cases to theories at truecrimeandcocktails.com because obviously 
in a couple months. We'll do another. You know, it, it, you haven't missed your window is my point. If you haven't sent one yet, send it in because we're so excited to read them. So yes, so we've got the Hoot Nanny. You're listening to it now. I love that I keep teasing the episode that we're in, that we're currently in. I just like saying Hoot Nanny. You like saying Hoot Nanny. I mean, I do. There were multiple options for names of this episode, and that one really resonated in your soul. I think so. You're just like Hoot Nanny. It is, and it's like if I could come up with like a little clock thing, like uh, Guy Fieri on uh, Grocery Games when he like does a pun show like where he usually when he when they do like a cheese episode they always like to do cheese puns so they have a little counter in the bottom so every time he does one it's like ding and it you know so I would like to do that but for the amount of times we say hootenanny I think that somebody listening should do that for us And if it's you, dear listener, please, we will give you all the love in the world. Hey, that's a fun drinking game someone could play. If you've made one of our festive cocktails, listen up for the rest of the episode. Anytime one of us says Hootenanny, guess what? Chug-a-lug. You got a drink. We're putting it into effect now. Oh, I like that. All right, so back to our calendar. So the next two episodes after this one are going to be fan theories episodes. And then, and this is the exciting news. Yeah. We're bringing season one to an end. That's going to be the end of season one. But the good news is, is that then we're going to have season two, obviously. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people what the theme for season two of True Crime and Cocktails is? I mean, that's he- that's heavy. That's <laughs> it is. I mean, it really is. It's a. I guess what I should have said is, it's an honor. And oh. I will, I will gladly take it. I mean, I just feel, I love that I'm getting overwhelmed. <laughs> wow, this is, this is, okay, hold on. We're only 28 minutes in and that's the first yeah. time one of us has welled up with tears. So we're doing something right. <laughs> I mean, did we mention that it's vodka and Prosecco? <laughs> and triple sec or blue curacao, which yeah. is also booze. So yeah. it's mostly booze. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like the tiniest, like you just practically splash in a little lemonade for <laughs> flavor. Yeah. But like I did add a little extra lemonade, but not enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the joke. This is cocktail one. We have. I know. Have, and I have to go out and drunkenly make a <laughs> make a second one that I've never made before, which is going to be interesting because I've read the. In- I read the directions just so I could know in advance before I go out when I'm a little less sober to do it. Sure. And I saw that it was like, you have to muddle stuff together. And I was like, I have never in my life muddled anything. And so I'm like, <laughs> I, I've i bumbled a lot of things, but I've never muddled. So I'm like, what am I going to be doing? And I guarantee when this is done, the way I'm feeling right now, Every day is muddling, and I'm just gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be in it. I'm gonna be I ready. Love it. I like that yeah. you're all for it now. Oh, I I'm at the just starting to feel it level where I'm just like the world is candy and rainbows, and I couldn't be happier about everything. What I like yeah. is I've watched your face get redder over the course of the past six seconds. Like, I, I yeah. watched the flush take 
take shape, which was amazing. Yeah, it's it is the curse of the redhead that we're we tend to be a fair skin. We tend to we should not see sunlight. We uh we're we should be vampires essentially is what it is. And then just like the slightest embarrassment, I embarrass very easily, or the slightest just like hint of booze and just red it's horrifying yeah. but like my face is so hot right now <laughs> yeah i am yeah i'm in a i'm in a good place but i keep telling myself like you have to keep drinking this quickly because the ice is going to melt so that's the my brain is like drink up you got to drink up you don't want it to go to waste i was just going to say i love that this is the thing that that we both have which is like well i can't throw it away no. It's like some people would say, just drink a little and then, you know, pour the rest down the drain. Not how we roll over here. I don't believe that's what we agreed to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of the aforementioned rules. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were going to have, uh, we're going to have these cocktails. I'm lucky that we agreed we could cut it in half instead of Me making, too. instead of making Me the too. servings for five. We're, we're doing, we're already doing two and a half. Like, that's a lot. We are, yeah. Yeah, it's too much. I got too much. very, very sidetracked from the title <laughs> that I was supposed to you know reveal. What? <laughs> I just, I wanted to let you try and find your way back. I was like, she's dropped some breadcrumbs, certainly, and she's going to find her way back home. I know it. I, I mean, know it. the researcher in me always makes sure to double back. And I have. Beautiful. So. I was, I was trying a metaphor or a something i don't know metaphors aren't my favorite literary device so i don't <laughs> i don't know of course of course season two if we recall yes. how long ago we were talking about season two mm-hmm. season two famous fatalities edition that's right famous fatalities edition yeah. now what does that mean you're all wondering mm-hmm. Well, what we thought would be fun would be to do a theme that allows us to encompass famous people, celebrities who have died in mysterious ways, but also cases much like murder on Middle Beach that I would consider to fall under the umbrella of famous fatalities because it's obviously a huge documentary on HBO Max right now that everyone is talking about. So to me, that makes it famous. It falls in, which I think is going to be great. We're going to continue doing Unsolved Mysteries. The sky's the limit. I guess again at this point. And I can also say, listen, maybe I'm maybe I'm overstepping, but toot toot, I'm on a dirty <laughs> slurpy train. <laughs> oh my gosh, who is that? Brandy, she went by. Yeah. <laughs> I did oh. have a joke earlier that I was like, Christy, I thought for sure that the recipe you were gonna come up with would had one ingredient and that ingredient was just brandy. But anyway. <laughs> if people want again, now listen, I you're already sending us suggestions, which is amazing, but if people have other suggestions, this is going to give you an opportunity to think on it. Famous fatalities. Think about it. Who do you want to hear us talk about? Is there a celebrity mm-hmm. that died in a mysterious way that you're interested in hearing about? Is there another case much like mystery on mystery? Fuck. Murder <laughs> on Middle Beach. <laughs> is there a Dateline episode that re- resonated with you much like we did Hope Whispers? You know, again, mm-hmm. whatever you got, DM us on the Instagram, True Crime and Cocktails, or email us, theories at truecrimecocktails.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah, when we say famous, it can, like we're talking celebrity, but we're also talking people are talking about it. Exactly. So really, anything people are talking about, and I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to mix it up. I can't wait. 
I assume sometime next year, Unsolved Mysteries will drop yes. the next group of uh, episodes. And fingers crossed, it won't be so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's always about like someone's missing or there's a death. So yeah, it's going to be depressing. But like we all can admit that the first season and the second season had a completely different tone, right? Like that first season was like, oh yeah, classic show. It's coming back. We fucking love it. Ooh, first swear of the episode. Put a quarter in the jar. <laughs> oh, God, I'd be rich by now. But then that second season hit, and it was like, you thought we were dark? This is how dark we are. Like, it was like first season Michael Keaton Batman, second season Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> Absolutely. We absolutely went from the uh, the cartoony stylings of Tim Burton to the dark, <laughs> dark tones of Christopher Nolan. That is for sure. Yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely going yeah. from Jack Nicholson Batman to to Heath Ledger Batman. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, Joker. See you later. Yeah. I want you to know this glass is almost empty. I had no business drinking all of this. There was no need. Again, put it down the drain. It's not what we do. Anyway. Again, your glass is like that high. Like your glass is like four inches tall. I, I've done, <laughs> I'm doing well. I have drank, I've had about four inches of this. <laughs> Let me tell you, it doesn't stop getting too boozy. Like it's, I know every I know. sip. You is, just get used to it. Yeah, every sip is like, oh well. I assume this is what antifreeze tastes like. <laughs> it's the same color. Um, yeah, maybe there's yeah, a reason for that. Yeah, I think that there may oh. be. But yes, doubling doubling back for a second as yeah, we were known please to do, do. I do think it is interesting. You know, the first season of Unsolved, this new season, these new seasons, I agree with you. The first season, I felt like there were some kind of, like, iconic benchmarks, you know? Yeah. And, like, even having the UFO episode, like, I remember there being UFO episodes as a kid and stuff like that. And I feel like this second season, you're right, some of them were obviously more dark. But, but again, I think the Missing Kids one was hard. That's a hard watch, you know? And, and again, I I am happy that it's out there because I'm happy that – Hopefully it's going to, you know, shed light on all of this and, and maybe there'll be a chance that obviously there can be some reunions. But but the the death row inmate one was hard, too. I mean, that was about a brutal murder of a child. And I, I'm not saying, and I, I think I've said this before on the show, and I'm not saying that any murder is easier to stomach than others. But obviously, the, the murder of children, it, it just felt like Netflix was really going for it, I guess is the point. Like, you'd think that they would have only maybe, like, you know, one, one. child being taken or murdered episode. And, and yeah. here it did feel like, again, there was, there was two out of six, which is 20%. Uh, which you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is it, even, and then immediately I'm second guessing it. I'm like, is it? It's we're just, not. I don't think it we're is. We're going to gloss over it. We're going to gloss over it and assume you're correct. You won a math award in high school. Yeah, we're going to, well, s- it's, it's 33%. Oh, Jesus, Lauren. Oh, that was bad. No, but at least I still know how to use a calculator. Yeah. And well, what a joke. My husband and I were talking about it the other day. In high school, math teachers 
would always be like, you have to learn this specific kind of math. You're not going to walk around with a calculator when you're an adult. And it's like, ha jokes on you. Yes, I am. So we asked our oldest son, who's in high school. Oh, God. <laughs> He's been in high school for multiple years, but sometimes it just saying it out loud really hits me and makes me feel about... 90 years old but we asked him like do your teachers ever say that and he's just like no <laughs> think about yeah. how many things though change mm -hmm. spelling you don't need to spell because everything auto corrects for you yeah. you know like you're saying you're gonna have a calculator in your hand everywhere you go i mean you you have google in your hand everywhere you go i mean teachers yeah. must be getting real creative about what they're teaching. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I could not love teachers more. I yeah. I have always had a very, very deep love and respect for teachers. Because really, every, like pretty much every profession that's out there, those people are there because of like the great teachers they had along the way, right? When, when we went into lockdown in March... We got the word of like, the kids are going to have to be homeschooled. And I was like, I'm in this. I'm in, I'm very organized. My house is like a little bit messy, like all the time. But like, as far as like activities and like knowing things and schedules, I am on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm born for this. I'm ready. I la like I did the, I did the rest of the year. I did from March we went out uh, March 17th, March 16th, 17th, something like that. And I did till the end of June. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I, I mean, and I lucked out. I had one of my kids was pre-K. So it was like, we worked on letters and numbers and shit like that. But then I had a kid that was in the third grade. And sure, third grade math seems simple. It's not. My third grader is also French immersion and I am not. So yeah. I spent hours every week Google translating his homework so that I could understand it to be able to then teach it to him. Conveniently, uh, them going into them forcing us to homeschool uh, was right at the time they were just about to learn division so I had to teach him division and like money and all of like all like the big highlights you would teach a child in math I had to do it so I don't know how God. good he is at it but it's fine and then like I had a high school student who I felt he was fine I was like he's got this he knows what he's doing and then like a few weeks go by and like grades get posted and I'm like he is not on this so I had to like step in and read Romeo and Juliet and help him learn things. And it was exhausting. And like I was putting in 60 to 80 hours a week, which foreshadowing to my research <laughs> career months later, yep. because isn't, yep. isn't that the joke? I had no idea in March or even in June that this was going to be a thing. I think we didn't know until maybe August and even that was pushing it um, yeah. so at that point I had no idea it's also why I felt during uh, quarantine was the right time to get kittens <laughs> <laughs> yeah you put a lot on that plate <laughs> I, I, I one, one of the cats in particular one is an old soul and that would be Evie she's a 
She's a beautiful old soul. She's, she's, if you met her, you would be like, is she 12? And the answer is no, she's baby. She's not even one yet, but she right. acts like an old cat. She wants to be held. She wants to nestle in as close to you as she can. And she wants to nap. That's all she wants. But then you got fucking cheddar. <laughs> now, now I love cheddar so much. Yeah. I love both of these cats so, so much because I'm such an animal person. I've had an animal my whole life. We had dogs always growing up. And then uh, I had to move when I was like 13. And my parents thought a way of softening the blow would be to get a cat. And that was my first experience with a cat. And I loved him so much. And so uh, when I met my husband, he had cats. And then they they passed within like the last like couple of years and so we have not had a pet in the home for like well over a year and I wasn't ready and we had a dog that passed and I was just, I can't even get into that because I will full drunk cry <laughs> over of that. Course. So of we can't course. even get into that. But it's it's why it's why on social media, anytime you guys post your, sorry, anytime anyone, I'm trying to get rid of you guys. I'm trying to make it more. We're trying our best. We're, do, we're, we're doing best. what we can. Anytime any of you uh post something that just has a hint of an animal that's why you get an all caps response of what's its name (laughs) because we love animals and we love all of it and so (laughs) i just i like my husband was like i don't want pets again once we went through the deaths of the cats he was like i'm not i'm not interested and so i said well okay, maybe I take on the litter box duty. And he was like, then I might be interested. <laughs> and so I've taken all that duty on myself. That, no, no pun Don't intended. But the that's, puns. Don't pardon it. That was a fun wordplay, which is my second favorite literary <laughs> toy. <laughs> Just after foreshadowing. What a nerd. Who would have thought? What a nerd. Uh, and it. happy about it. So we got the cat. I was I was like, okay, he has officially given me the yes. I hadn't had a yes about a pet in over a year. So I'm like, here we go. So I looked every once in a while. Uh, I was following a specific rescue in town. And then I came across the cats. And when I saw the litter of kittens, I was like, I, I need to meet them. I need to meet them. And I looked at my husband. And I was like, are you sure you're a yes? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, great, because I filled out an application and I'm going to go see them. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, but just, i just going to look, which is absolute bullshit line that every single yep. Yep. pet adopter has ever said, I'm just mm-hmm. going to look. There's no oh, yeah. such thing as just looking at adopted pets. Nope. nope. So... My oldest decides he's going to come with me. He has no interest. I also love that this podcast has turned into a story of my cats. (laughs) So my oldest, our teenager is like, you know what? I'm going to come with you. I don't believe we should have pets. There's going to be cat hair everywhere. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to come with you. So at least pick a good one. And I was like, okay. He's like, I want to look at them. I'm like, okay, fine. So we get there. And I'm looking at these and these are the tiniest little babies, just like they were maybe, maybe four weeks old at this time. So just the tallest little floofs, right? So I'm like, I'm ready for this. So one who is Evie, spoiler alert, 
takes a couple of steps forward and just screams at me. So I pick her up and she nestles in my neck and I look at my oldest son and I go, yep, this is it. (laughs) I said, I'm not even going to look at the other ones. He reaches a hand forward and another cat like taps his hand like he's giving him a high five. And my son pretty much welled up and went, well, this one dapped me up. I guess this is the one for us. (laughs) So needless to say, Cheddar came home with us. And I told those cats earlier today that they are so lucky that they were chosen when they were. Because one, Mm. if they weren't, I'm sure they would have also gone to other loving homes. But they the odds of them going together, probably not as good. Would they have been just as happy with another sibling? I'm sure of it. But that's not the point. I'm tipsy and I'm feeling good about myself. So let's just let it happen. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, again, Evie, old soul, lovely woman, lovely old lady. She's, She's my sassy little Sophia Petrillo, you know? A little bit rose, but... I love her anyway. Yes. Cheddar. Ah, I don't. If I'm going to continue with Golden Girls references, Cheddar is the stan because she is a headache. (laughs) (laughs) She likes to eat garbage. She likes to, like, she goes into the garbage cans and pulls, like, Kleenex or any kind of paper out and just shreds it everywhere. I will say the sweet thing about her, she has started bringing us prizes, is what we call it. Mm -hmm. She will go somewhere and find like a little tiny plastic bag because my husband is a computer nerd and there are like computer part things and little tiny baggies that they come in and shit all over my house. And she will find one and bring it and just drop it at my feet and leave. Or sometimes, I don't know, this is just an example uh, off the top of my head, a beloved toy that a great aunt hand knit for me. That's one of a kind. She will jump to the highest shelf and bring that and carry it to me and drop it at my feet. The other joke, Cheddar is a real handful. She's a jumper. <laughs> she will. She likes to be as high as she possibly can. Evie, she wants to be low to the ground. Again, old lady, leave her alone. Yeah. Cheddar. Nope. So we've noticed lately, we feed them, they eat out of the same bowl. And so I know that Cheddar could easily be eating twice as much and we wouldn't know it. But Cheddar, they were always like within like, like ounces of each other. Like they were so close in weight. But now Cheddar is very definitely heavier. And we're like, isn't that weird? Like the food is going down the same amount. We see Evie and they're eating. It's weird that Cheddar's like really put on, I would say almost half if not more the weight that evie is like she's considerably heavier so i'm like where is this coming from so i'm doing dishes the other day and i go to grab the old measuring cup we use to pour like to pour off the bacon grease or the the (laughs) oh no or the or like the the ground beef runoff or whatever and i look and half of it has gone not evaporated (laughs) but very obviously like a very obvious half of it is just missing and so I show it to my so husband so basically 
Yeah. Cheddar has been supplementing her diet with pure lard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this. My son could not be happier because he wants Garfield. He wants a well, fat cat that wants nothing but to lay around. And it's like, but Garfield hated John. Did he? I don't know. But like he gave the impression he hated John. But again, there was a meme years ago. I well up just thinking about it. I don't think that was their intention. But uh, the, <laughs> the comment of, have you ever considered why Garfield would hate Mondays? Because a cat Every day of the week is the same day to them. They don't do anything. So why would he hate Mondays? And it's like, do you think maybe he hates Mondays? Because that's the day John goes to work. And it's like, it's beautiful to think that Garfield, sarcastic and all of that. And kind of seeming like he hates John. It's like maybe deep down, it's like John's his person. You know? These are the kinds of deep thoughts that I like at a holiday nanny. Now, at this oh. point... Yep, everybody drinks. And on that note, I need a refill because this glass is empty. I've done it. Yeah. So guess what? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to make our second festive cocktail of this episode. This is, of course, my choice for the episode. Yes, there might be muddling. Everybody muscling. <laughs> muscling. Oh, dear. This is going off the rails. Uh, so listen, stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Lauren Ash, and I hope you are enjoying this episode of True Crime and Cocktails Unsolved Mysteries Edition. A couple of quick reminders. If you're looking for any of the visuals Christy mentions in this or any of our episodes of the podcast, make sure to follow us at True Crime and Cocktails on Instagram. There she posts a case file with all the relevant visuals for each episode of the show. If that's not enough for you, you want a little bit more, go to our website, truecrimeandcocktails.com. There, Christy posts extensive virtual case files. This is literally everything she finds in her research. It's a treasure trove of deep dives, and it's all there for your enjoyment. Also on the website, you can find our full unedited Zoom episodes of the show if you'd like to watch rather than listen. And make sure to give us a follow on Facebook at True Crime and Cocktails, Twitter at Not Detectives, and the most important piece of information, if you like the show, please, wherever you listen to it, give us a nice rating. Go on to Apple, leave us a nice review. I know it sounds like a silly cliche, but the truth is it really goes a long way in this crazy podcast world, and your support means the world to us. But enough about all that. Get yourself another drink, sit back, and enjoy. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the True Crime and Cocktails Holiday Hootenanny. Obviously, before the break, we had tried Christie's Dirty Slurpee. And I have come up with my own little concoction, festive cocktail. And this one we're calling the Lauren Cran Sparkle Scoot. That's right. It's the Cran Sparkle that, Scoot. That name alone was a roller coaster ride that I am here for. Right? I loved every second of that. I could listen to you say the word Scoot forever. For those of you confused, <laughs> it is so a callback, much. of course, to uh, the Death Row Fugitive episode where we, of course, talked about our our potential judge show, Judge and Bailiff. Yeah. So let me walk you down. A little holiday lane about this cocktail I've got in my hand. Now, I've put it in a glass that says in gold sparkle letters, Ash is fa la la loaded. <laughs> did I make this for myself? Yes, I did. Anyway, so this is what we're doing here. 
Of course, Christy has already alluded yeah. to the muddling. You're muddling yeah. some mint. You're muddling into that mint. Uh, just a little toss of cranberries, some lime juice, some sugar. Then you're adding some vodka, some cranberry juice, and some ginger ale. Now, I don't know about you, but I did strain mine into the glass because it was very chunky with the muddled cranberries and mint. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I, for those uh, for those viewing at home, I went with a festive Christmas tumbler. Oh, adorable. That Lauren gifted me one year. Um. Have you tried it yet? No, I'm going to try it right now. So let's give it a go. Oh, Here we go. Okay. Yep. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. It's delicious. Wow. Oh, I'm going to do one more. Hold on. One more. Yeah. Here's what I like about this drink. Okay. Yeah. I bought the really like potent cranberry juice so not like cranberry cocktail cam- cranberry drink i bought the like you really 100 percent 100 percent juice and so this is a tart cocktail and yeah. i was hesitant to put any sugar in it because the recipe did call for a little bit of sugar and i was like i don't want it too sweet it's perfect with the sugar i did put the sugar in and it's, yeah. it is perfect the mint the cran the lime it all it sings the ginger from the ginger ale i gotta tell you i gotta go in for one more time yeah I, wow. my note is I used, because I had it already on hand, I used instead of a cranberry juice, I went with a cran cherry cocktail. Yeah. My only thing, I wish I could switch out the ginger ale for a Sprite. Mm. Because Sprite has just the like scotch of sweetness that I think would make this okay, but Christy's doing great. <laughs> So it doesn't matter how this tastes. Now remember, go to our Instagram page at True Crime and Cocktails. We're going to post both of these recipes with the exact measurements, the instructions, everything you need to know. We want you to make them at home, and we want you to tell us which your favorite was. Was it Christie's Dirty Slurpee, or was it Lauren's Cran Sparkle Scoop? (laughs) I will never tire of that. I also want us to do this again, except next time... I'm, I want to get in that kitchen. I want to just start mixing around and seeing what I feel. Yeah. I want a bunch of ingredients in front of me and just start putting stuff in and see what happens. Yeah. That's what I want. Instead of one that I find online and just like... Modify? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I modify it based on when I do it their way and then go, ooh, don't like that. And see, that's why I think, you know? you know, we're not necessarily ripping off somebody's recipe because we are putting yeah. in our own modifications. We're changing the measurements, all of those things. It can be inspired by something else, but I do feel like we are putting our own spin on these drinks, which is why I'm excited for people to try them the way that we like yeah. them, you know? Yes. And I agree with you. I would really like to have a True Crime and Cocktails test kitchen episode where we just put it on and we just see what's going on in there. That to Mm -hmm. me, the dream for me feels like when we can be in person again, that we get in that kitchen, you know what I mean? And we just go ham. We just go nuts. Yes. Right? Uh, Two things. Please. One, uh, the Blanche in me is like ham, like John Ham. Hey, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've all seen the photos. We know what we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Two, I know it's early. Yeah. I th- I think my vote is a scoop. <gasps> I think I like yours better than mine. Whoa. 
Listen, you know what? I do too. They're very different. It is hard to compare them because you've yes. got something that is like a, a slushy kind of slurpy drink and then something that yeah. is more of a, a little sparkle cocktail. But yeah. especially, I think, holiday themed, I think that the Scoot really does it. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it's also for me, it's dangerous because I'm basically chugging this. It's so good. It is. Uh, there's that slight tart, but also somehow wildly refreshing. It is. Well, yeah, I think that's a sparkle. Yeah, I would also, I think maybe the Sprite would make it just a slight bit less tart. But also, I'd like to up that lime factor. Well, you know what you could do? I, I, like, a, I like a lime. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, I know that's when I you're like really treating yourself, uh, as you referenced in another episode. <laughs> uh, you know what you could yes. do is, is yes. throw more lime in there, more lime juice in there, and literally just a spoonful of sugar. Helps the scoot drink go down. <laughs> Uh, in the most delightful, delightful way. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Christmas harmonies. The gifts that we're giving. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Now I also want you to Speaking, know. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. I, uh, I was going to go off of gifts and I don't know where you were going. So. Oh, I was just going to say that I yeah. have a paper with very important true crime and cocktail business notes and I've chosen for oh, an yeah. inexplicable reason to use that as my coaster and it is slowly oh. getting ruined, which feels <laughs> on brand. Anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to try and, because uh, business Christy comes out every once in a while. I don't think the people have met business Christy yet. They haven't. No. But there is regular Christy, mm-hmm. who's just like kind of bumbling. Sure. Doesn't really know what she's doing most of the time. Is very awkward, but slightly lovable. Slightly? And then, uh, yeah. Get out of town then with we, that bullshit. Then, we, <laughs> then we've got drunk Christy, brandy train, <laughs> like then we've got that girl. Yeah. Uh, who's just a great time. And then we've got business Christy, who's, who's just... All about the numbers, all about making sure business Christy wants us to be successful. Yeah. Business Christy, you know, so there are times where I will email Lauren and I will be like, hey, here's this. And then I'm like, oh, this is business Christy talking because there's no nonsense. Business Christy is just, she knows what she wants. She knows what she's going to do. She has a plan. Boof. There you go. (laughs) My husband teases me, but it's very accurate that business Christy is very much business kitty from the Lego movie where I'm just like, business, business, numbers. <laughs> is this working? That is uh, that is 100% who business Christy is. She's trying. She's trying so hard. Sure. Uh, she just wants to put that college degree to use. <laughs> it's what she wants. Absolutely. But uh, business Christy is the one that's like, oh, Lauren said the word gifts. That does bring us back to the holiday hootenanny. Yes. Well, here we go. Drink up, buttercups. Yep. Yep. Now, are you alluding to maybe us playing a small game? I think we should. I mean, I was also curious just randomly. You said the word gifts, and that's what threw it in my brain. What was your favorite gift that you received as a child at Christmas? Like, I assume you remember because you have an amazing memory. I do. Do you have a memory of like a very specific gift you received at Christmas that you were like, holy shit, this is, this is it. This is it. This is the thing. There was a few, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the one that I remember the most is when I was a very small child, I'm talking pre-three, 
I had a small, wow. like, six-inch teddy bear. It was a panda bear named Thomas. And I took that teddy bear literally everywhere I went. It never left my hands. And one day, I and I do remember this, and I know people think that's crazy, but I do have memories of when I was three. I don't remember before three, but when I was three, I do have memories. And I remember taking Thomas to the grocery store, and then when we got home, Thomas was gone. I somewhere... Uh dropped him and I know that that our grandmother and my mother did I believe go back they definitely called I think they went back and and Thomas was just gone and I was devastated like truly devastated and I remember the feeling more than anything else and Christmas morning I don't know when what time of year that was but it was pre-December Christmas morning what gift was under the tree but it was a larger stuffed panda bear and my mother told me we found Thomas, he's just grown up. And that's why he was bigger. Because I guess I don't think they could find the exact same one in the exact same size. She could only find one bigger. So to justify it, she was like, and that was, I vividly, vividly remember that. And that was by far the best Christmas gift I got as a kid, for sure. Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Here she goes. Here she goes. Oh, no. As a mother, yeah. that is a hundred percent the crap that I would pull. Yeah. If something happened to a beloved toy of my children, I would absolutely be like, this is the best I could do. And it's like, I'm going to come up with a reason and something that they would believe of why it's different than it was. So I'm going to give Massive shout out, kudos to Laurel. Absolutely. Your mother for that move yep. of he's just grown up. Yep. And I bought it. I believed it. Because he had and been away well, here, so long that it just made sense. Yeah. And, you know, meeting him, I've known him most of my life. Of course. And I did not know Thomas was any different than original thomas so i for again for years i i think i believed the story so i i don't feel like i ever communicated to you when we were really little and then when i was older i guess maybe i just didn't think about it but yeah i took thomas everywhere i went to a very very advanced age uh i would say i mean i was sleeping with him in my bed until i was i want to say 19 i mean i slept with him every night it was a thing if i went to a slumber party as a kid i always took thomas I just want to point out the last show we referenced that 2002 Toronto visit yes. where we where we met Stone of course uh, and the and the Hard Rock Cafe I distinctly remember because I have photos of your cat pumpkin from that trip my childhood friend Ralph was there that's you right had a pan- you had a panda named Thomas I had a dog named Ralph. Who wears overalls, it should be noted. <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, because he's a damn is, gentleman is the point. Yeah. Yes. And so my point is, I wasn't sleeping with him at that point. I, it's just, he was a comfort. And I, from the get-go, have never been a good flyer. So I always took him. He was in my bag. So I just knew he was there. I love that. I didn't have to hold him on the flight. I just knew he was there. And it was a comfort let me have this. Listen, was, I just admitted I slept with Thomas <laughs> while I was at least 19. <laughs> I, there's no judgment yeah. in this room. He was, of course. I guess I somehow named him after my own grandfather. Oh. Yeah. 
because it wasn't until, because I mean, when you're a child, you aren't like, oh, by the way, meet your grandpa so-and-so. Like you aren't told their name. That's grandpa and you move on with your life. And it wasn't until I was like in my teens that I found out my grandpa's name was the same as the toy that I had. And I was like, that's weird. And uh, my mom and grandmother on my maternal side was like, yeah, we got, you were given this stuffed dog for your first Christmas. So I was like one month old when I got this dog and I just immediately was drawn to him and I loved him so much. I, it needed a name. And when I was old enough that they were like, what do you want to name him? I just, I assume that I went with a name that I was just, that I had heard around. And so I went with Ralph and my mom thought that was lovely and I didn't think anything of it. And then like a decade goes by and I find out Ralph is the, was the name of my grandfather. Can I blow your mind for a second? Please do. I named Thomas Thomas. Yeah. We have a cousin Thomas. And at that time, do. at that time, I didn't know that many people. I mean, as a three-year-old, do you really know that many people? Yeah. Probably not. And so, yeah. And so I inadvertently, I think at the time it was, again, much like you're saying, it was a name I had heard. And so I chose Thomas. But that's yeah. the joke is that I also named my beloved childhood stuffy after a family member a male family member <laughs> now i feel yeah. like if we start to dig into this too deeply we're learning about ourselves psych- our, uh, our psyches yeah and how delicate they are yeah. but you know i think it's a very uh adorable kind of coincidence i think so too it's just i mean we heard a name yeah we heard it enough and we were like oh that feels right and that just became uh who our childhood BFF is. Yeah. And I also want to know, I also want to know, <laughs> Scoot. Also, I hope Scoot becomes my new, becomes my brandy because I'm, I'm, I'm on a, uh-huh. I'm scooting along. Let's put it that way. I live for it. For those who are wondering, that was what I was trying to say, uh, where Thomas is now. The answer is, is that he's right beside my bed. He's on my nightstand. That's where he is. I feel no shame. I feel no guilt. Where do you think Ralph lives? Your nightstand? Not kidding. See, this is the thing about us is, (laughs) (laughs) but this is what, I don't know whether people know this about this detail about us. So we grew up mostly apart. I know, I think we've referenced that before. We've grown up, we grew up mostly apart, but what was always wild was that even though we were very far apart and for a large percentage of our childhood, we were like pen pals and stuff like that who saw each other maybe once a year. Anytime we met up in person, we had liked all the same things. Like we we were interested in the same things. We liked all the same oh. bands. There was a time when Christy came to visit when we were, I think, just in the beginning of high schoolish age. And like within seconds of being there, somehow the band Radish got brought up. Now, I don't think it's yep. a surprise to anybody that Radish was never a, a super <laughs> famous band. So the fact that us thousands mm-hmm. of miles apart, we were constantly discovering and finding the same things and the same interests and mm-hmm. all of these things in common. Like to me, it's just proof that we're soulmates because it, it's, you can't like, it's just so bizarre that we have so many things in common and so many things that are like, and so many like idiosyncrasies and, and quirks and stuff like that that are so similar. You would think that we were raised in the same house is my point. And my point is that I just could not love me more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the third cry. <laughs> 
Oh God. Well, I'm sorry. Look, look, I, I live for it. My husband fully knows this. So I don't feel bad saying it out loud. You are my person. And he knows that he knew getting into this. It was a package deal. (laughs) He knew, he knew you, me and Ralph. It was just gonna (laughs) He knew, he knew it was going to be a thing. I, I agree. As soon as you said that, we uh, had a trip where we were going to see each other. I'm like, oh, it's radish because I remember, like, you're the one with the memory, but I remember that moment we were in the car coming home from the airport. Yep. And it was like, we were just talking about music we liked. And we're like, have you heard this? And it was like, oh my God, you like radish? And we were like, oh my God. Like, shout out to Ben. He was Ben something, wasn't he? Ben Queller, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love that album. That album was great. Little Pink Stars was, yeah. was was a song I listened to on repeat. Check it out. See if you can find it. I wonder yeah. if it's findable. You're the researcher. <laughs> <laughs> I need to believe it is. I think it should Good be. Good God. I, I hope, hope it so. is. Because that was, that was such a great time. And I have learned recently, some of our listeners are a little younger than I thought. Of course. Maybe they'd be into it now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kids like now. I I I don't know. And I feel like if I look into it, I look like a pedophile. So I'm just <laughs> not gonna look into it. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, Google like what a teenager's like. That's weird as hell. The point is, if at this point, if at episode 14 they're listening to us, obviously the answer to that Google is us. <laughs> <laughs> you're very you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Now, I was talking to uh, some younger people on Stan Twitter recently, and then I asked them, uh, because they were very into the Jonah Amy storyline on Superstore, so I was like, okay, so they like kind of like a a rom-com-y maybe feel. I said, have you watched Reality Bites? They said no. Then the pair of them went and watched it. Again, I I watch Reality Bites at least once, if not twice a year. I always have. They came back and they were like, how dare you do this to us? (laughs) Like, this was so emotional. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. well, if you liked that one, you should watch Untamed Heart. Uh, Oh, you didn't. They've never gotten back to me. And I'm like, I wonder if they watched it. And we're like, this woman likes to torture herself. But listen, I love Untamed Heart. And again, I feel no guilt about that or shame. I just don't. I will never feel shame for my deep, deep love for Christian Slater. Did I ever tell you I met him once? At the pet event, right? Yeah. 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 Again, I I know it sounds like I'm name dropping, but I feel like it's really not because I'm not speaking of myself as a peer on any level to these people. I am a fan. Yes, it was a Best Friends Animal Society who I do a lot of work with. They're an amazing charity here in, uh, in America. And I always go to different events that they're doing. And I went to this one uh, to do just kind of an appearance, whatever, show my support. And they were like, okay, you're going to be on stage with Christian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And here I'm thinking like, usually you're paired with a volunteer. So I was like, oh, maybe Christian is a new volunteer with the organization or whatever. And they were like, okay, so here we go. And it's like, Christian, this is Lauren. And I turn and I literally was like, <laughs> I watched every one of your movies my entire oh. life. Like there's, there's a lot of people I could meet. That I would be like, oh, cool, whatever. But there's a few that it's like, oh my oh gosh, my I'm whisked back to being 12 years old. And Christian Slater is one of those people. And this is what I love. So the whole premise of what we were doing is we were on stage. It was this giant adoption event, which I, I originally adopted my dog Fox from one of these giant adoption events, which is great. 
And so the idea is, is that they bring out dogs and then we kind of sell them to the crowd. And I really love it because I'll be like, this is Eugene. Eugene is three years young. He likes playing fetch and he's got a great smile or whatever. And I, as an improviser, like I live for it. So I'm just doing things and I'm making jokes. And it, it you know, I have seen people like really kind of pay attention and become interested in, in these dogs because of it. And, and some of them end up going home with people, which is amazing. So the whole premise was, is that the two of us are going to be, you know, paired to do this together. Well, this is what's going to make you love Christian Slater even more. The first dog comes out and he just hits the deck. Christian Slater is on the ground playing with the dog and and microphone kind of tossed to the side. And so then it was just me, just me doing all the color commentary as Christian Slater, dog after dog, just like cuddled with them, wrestled with them, pet them. It was truly so heartwarming. I just got to say that was sometimes... You're excited to meet somebody and, and then it can be, you know, not necessarily disappointing, but just kind of like, oh, OK, that happened. But this, especially with the love of the rescue animals uh, and then he and his wife for, I think, a few uh, I, two or three hours, I think, afterwards, uh, sponsored all the adoptions. So they were like, if you want to adopt a dog in this next couple of hours, they will pay the full adoption fees, which is such a beautiful thing. Again, can't say enough good things. Christian Slater, there you go. Do you want me to stop crying in this or not? <laughs> Make up your now mind. Now I'm realizing the drinking game should be drink every every time Christy cries. 100%. 100%. That's four. I'm going to keep do. I'm keeping a counter. Please do. Um, there we go. That right. is, we got four on the on the board. That Great. is so beautiful. And I it, it's been a while since I've seen right. any classic Christian that I used to watch repeatedly as a child, but I can still hear his voice in my head, and it does things to me. <laughs> uh oh, oh, oh! Blanche is back. <laughs> I knew she wouldn't be gone long. Listen, she never is. She's always, always close by. Listen, I think we should yes. play a very quick game. Obviously, uh, a game that I love is the newlywed game. So, for people who don't know how this works, basically. Uh, we each are going to write down our answers to a question and we're going to reveal them at the same time. This way you know that no one is yeah. cheating. And we're going to see how many matches we get. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. We're going to ask a question and then we're each going to write down our answer and then we'll reveal them at the same time. And this way it's keeping mm-hmm. us honest. And I think that these are all going to be festive questions. Now we haven't even planned this, so we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. First question I want to yeah. start with, I want us to write down yeah. what you think and what I know is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh. If only we could have the Jeopardy theme playing throughout this. You know what I mean? I know. We can't We can't. It. Oh, can't. no. You're asking me to write things, and I am. <laughs> I am. I am what a, uh, a, a mom from the 50s would call under the weather. I am. <laughs> I am, I am, I am a bit, I'm a bit tipsy, well, listen. but, uh, assuming I spelled this correct, I brought a whiteboard with me. I just want to point business that out. Business Christie is here. We, yes, we know. Absolutely. That is such a business Christie move. <laughs> I love been, it. She's been in, she's been introduced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is a, you know, a yeah. late in the season addition yeah. to the cast. I gotcha. I gotcha. She is. So this is your what I Mine. think your favorite mo- Christmas yep. movie is. Okay. All right, I'm I I'm standing by this, and I'm gonna be horrified if I'm wrong. But I'm Go standing by this. 
All right. You reveal ready? first. White Christmas. Great, great, great guess. I love White Christmas. So that's, but be- that's believe, no. <laughs> believe it or not, it is Christmas vacation. You're kidding me. <laughs> okay. I love wow. White Christmas, though. That is a great guess. And I'll tell you this. My mother used to wa- make me watch it as a kid, and I would always complain. And I, yeah. I legitimately didn't like it. I legitimately didn't. But I think because I had to watch it so many times, now as an adult, I love it. I really do. Because it's the nostalgia, right? It's the nostalgia. Yeah. It's the nostalgia. And we just try and forget <sighs> about Bing Crosby being so problematic. Yeah. 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 All right. Now I think we should go in reverse. And now oh, I'm going to guess your my favorite, favorite Christmas movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait oh. a minute. I forgot that this could involve you figuring it out yourself. <laughs> My okay, so we're talking favorite of all time. Oh, you gotta choose one. Wow, okay, okay, ready? Yeah, um, I, I hope the microphone can pick up the, the sound of my marker writing. <laughs> I oh, I just thought of an answer to write down and went, Really? Like, <laughs> what I like is that not only are the people learning about us, you're learning about yourself, and that's nice. Yeah. Um. Oh God. You know, I I love. I have no. I've written nothing because I'm just. My gut says one, but then my heart is like. You know how you feel. Oh my God! Am I really gonna say it? You know what? Here she goes, folks. She's going. She's committing dry erase marker to whiteboard. <laughs> All right. So I got to reveal yeah. first, like you did last time. Yeah. My guess, of course, is your annual favorite and the one we've talked about before on the cast, Love oh, Actually. No. Oh, no. What did you say? Love Actually! You know what yes. I was going to say? What, what was in say? my soul? Weirdly enough, I was going to say Elf. I love Elf, too. That movie resonates in me, and I don't know Do you know, know what I think is the most underrated Christmas movie? Oh, here. This will be the next one. Okay. What do, you, what do I think is the most underrated Christmas movie? Underrated? And it can't yep. be Elf, because we literally just talked about it's it. Not, it's not Elf. My writing is getting sloppy. <laughs> it's not the only thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. I will say at one point we've taken a break and I am no longer wearing pants. <laughs> 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 because at some point to business, Christy... <laughs> They just got in the way. <laughs> and she's cutting, she's trimming the fat, and the fat yeah. is the pants. <laughs> what I like is that Bailiff Christy, pajama pants. Drunk Christy, no pants. I can't wait for the fan art. <laughs> oh, I can, I can wait on that. Oh, God. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's funny. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what, 
what do I think is the yeah. most underrated Christmas movie? I love that I'm coming out the gate with this, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because of how I feel. I'm going with Fred Claus. That's a match. Fred Claus. Fred Claus, yes! Oh, that's Isn't a, it good? It's so good. Look, here's the thing. Vince Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> yes, I get it. She's a Blanche. Yes, he's like seven feet tall and very striking. <laughs> but the thing I love about Fred Claus is... It lets Vince Vaughn, like, Frida, like, when he starts rattling about, um, he's just his best self. And I think Vince Vaughn killed it in that role. Yes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it very briefly. Very briefly. Yes. Uncredited. He's uncredited. But I live for that moment and I shriek because I make my husband watch it every year and he hates it. He's not, again, I've we've brought this up before. He's not a big Christmas guy. And so he hates Christmas movies more than anything. And I love them more than anything. So it's very, it's, marriage is about balance, kids. Sure. <laughs> it's about balance. Sure. Yep. And so every year I know he just like is waiting for it to come. And Fred Claus, man. It happens every year. I saw it in the theater, and I don't regret it. No. And now, listen, I know that Kevin Spacey is problematic, and he is in the movie. And that's, you know, unfortunate. But here's what I think. Elf is a a huge Christmas movie, I would say, at this point. And so many Christmas movies get so much love. I do think that Fred Claus flies below the radar. So, dear listeners, if you are watching this or listening to this, and you love Christmas movies, and you haven't given Fred Fred Claus a chance, give it a chance, because it is fun, it is sweet, and you know what I love about it? Paul Giamatti is playing Santa. Amazing casting. But what I love is he brings real emotion, and, like, he treats it like real acting. You know what I mean? Like, he gives, like, a really, really top-notch performance, and I think it's a really interesting look at Santa because I don't personally think I've ever seen a portrayal of Santa that is that well-acted and that real. I think normally it's kind of like, you know, it's it's Santa, so it's fun, yeah. but it's kind of cartoony or tongue-in-cheek or whatever, but Paul Giamatti's Santa, to me, is so magical because it's so real. I love it so much. I have goosebumps talking about it. I think the message is so great. I think the the end makes me cry every time, which I won't spoil in case you haven't seen it, but it's it's a magical, magical journey, and I can't recommend it enough. And it's funny. It's, you know, Vince Vaughn. He's, he's doing it his Vince is. Vaughn thing. It's great. Do you know what I love about it? Tell me. I Well, I love many things, but the thing, as soon as you mentioned Paul Giamatti, I was like, okay, I'm going to mention this because it is one of my favorite things. His wife in the movie, Mrs. Claus, yes, is a redhead. And I can't tell you how much my dream is to be Mrs. Claus. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand that they're not really staffing for that at the moment, but. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little something that I have. And let me tell you, this made the penny drop. Uh, So there was a year around Christmas time. I was visiting Christy and her family up in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. The Santa, the Santa Claus parade was happening while I was there. And it's happening after dark. And listen, if it's December in Saskatchewan after dark, it is fucking cold. (laughs) And we put on so many layers and we went out there Mm -hmm. and 
we watched the parade. It was so fun, so magical. But at the end, Mrs. Claus was kind of standing nearby us. And we did get starstruck. We did get starstruck. And we went up and we asked for a photo. There is a photo of us. I'm sure Christy's going to post it on True Crime of Cocktails on Instagram. Yep. Uh, and I believe the quote that Christy said to her, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that my memory remembers it, my memory is usually pretty good, was we got the photo and then Christy said... <laughs> Christy turns and said, I'm just a really big fan of your work. <laughs> Which I love. Look, I've always been a believer that Miss, Mrs. Claus is who runs that show. She has to. Within the last, I'm going to say six months to a year maybe, I ran into her at the grocery store. And I'm not going to lie, as soon as I saw her, I full clammed up. Again, I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I'm I'm what some have called, and I'm not a fan of the term, but some have called pushing 40. I'm getting there. I'm in the 30s still, but I'm getting there. And I saw her, and my heart stopped. And I, like, literally, it was just a gasp. And my husband is like, what's going on? And I went, oh, my God. It's Mrs. Claus. And he was like, I, what? <laughs> like, because he was not there at that parade at that time. And so he has no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm like, I was so starstruck seeing her. Again. That I was just like, oh, my God. I can't talk to her. Can I talk to her? I don't know if I can talk to her. Like, it was a lot. Like thinking about it now my heart is racing like I respect her so much and I love her so much and it was just it's just a testament to the beautiful magic that they brought to that parade Absolutely. because Jesus what a what that was magical yeah yeah it really was all right we're gonna have to wrap things up soon yeah. but let's do I think we should do one more of these yeah. each so I want to I want to do me for this question and then you for this oh, question oh I can't wait and the question is this, and this is a toughie, mm -hmm. okay? This, this is yeah. a toughie. In terms of Christmas themes, okay, what would I say my personal favorite Christmas theme would be? You know what I mean? Is it like snowmen? Is it? nutcrackers is it you know what I'm saying like what would my personal favorite theme be I don't know if I'm gonna get this right but I'm running with it yep again I really hope you can hear these marker noises <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel like I'm wrong oh she's yeah, still my running. uh well because I I added an addendum is an addendum a thing <laughs> Okay, great. Great, great, great. Oh, I'm cool. out of my mind at this point. All right. I'm going with this. What'd you say? Reindeer, but I also want to say... Scroll up. <laughs> Santa! <laughs> I love it. Now, this is a little known fact yeah. because I feel like, well, this is the other thing I'm learning in this moment is I usually visit you at Christmas. You don't usually visit me at Correct, Christmas. Correct, because, well, right? I have, I have uh, younglings. Exactly. The answer is gingerbread houses people. But oh then I also God. wrote an addendum, which was also angels. 
I have a photo of you from that trip where we watched the parade and you're standing next to a giant gingerbread house and you're holding a hand of a snowman that's beside you. It is the fucking cutest. I will I will see if I can find it because I have to post that. You got to find yeah. it. You got to find it. All right. Last question. Yeah. Do you want me to guess your theme or do you have a different question that you want to ask me? Oh, I don't know if I have a theme. Then it can be anything. Your favorite Christmas carol, not song, specifically carol. So I'm guessing yours. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And this is, I guess this is a hint. It probably isn't. But to me, it's a big tip off (laughs) because it's my own brain. This one brings me to my knees. I'll say that. I already knew I knew it. I already knew I knew it. I don't know. Because we're, we're, yeah. I, uh-oh. I'm ready. Uh-oh. And I'm co- I'm confident in my answer. I'm not confident in my writing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ready? So my guess is, Oh Holy Night. Good guess. I feel that. But I'm I'm going to say this. Nothing gets me more. And I will cry about it. Children singing this. We wish you a Merry Christmas. I can't stand it like I I and I can't stand it in the best way I have repeatedly gone to a Christmas concert for some reason principals like to end the concert with that and nothing gets me more emotional than small children singing we wish you a Merry Christmas I mean Obviously, and I'm going to get some hate mail for this, so I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up because it's who I am. My favorite Christmas song of all time, She Likes Mariah Carey. I I get all all I want for Christmas. I mean, it's... It's, it's, I think it's an, it's, it's up there for sure. I mean, does Kelly Clarkson have the hits? Obviously. Sia's Christmas album is fantastic like i i love huh. everything well i love everything sia does uh shout out to sia i don't know why i thought she <laughs> listen i just need to pause you yeah. for a quick second because i was going to guess oh holy night to begin yeah. with and then you gave the clue it brings me to my knees and in oh holy night it says fall on your knees and i was like yes i got it so I just want to say that I feel slightly misled, oh, but I'm no, also okay no, with it. You're right. You're right. Look, let's uh, let's blame it on the pants. The pants were the brains of this, <laughs> of, this <laughs> of this train. Why it always comes back to trains? It does. Yeah. Well, listen, Christmas yeah. trains. Oh, toot, I toot. live for it. Yeah. We both do. Listen, we've got to wrap things up. We the holiday hoot nanny has got to come to an end, which is a travesty yeah. in my book because I'd like it to keep 100%. going and going and going. But before we go, I just wanted to give a quick message, which is this. The holidays are always a challenging time for a lot of people, even at the best of times. And this year especially is 
just such a challenge for so many reasons. And it is not lost on us that I think there's going to be a lot of people who are probably listening to this who are going through it this Christmas. Again, the holidays can be very triggering, very challenging for people on a good year. But this year, I think it's going to be even more challenging. And we just want all of you to know that we so appreciate your support. We so appreciate you listening to this podcast. The silver lining of this crazy, terrible dumpster fire year for me was getting to do this podcast and getting to spend this time with Christy and getting to connect with all of the people who listen to this podcast. And I just want you to know that if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling overwhelmed during this time, that you're not alone. And we hope that if during one of those low times, we can be there for you, listening to to us be drunk fools, and that that can hopefully make your day a little better, then we will have done our jobs. So we want to wish everybody a happy holidays. Again, we know that that's ironic because for a lot of people, it's not. But we so love you all and appreciate you all. And the real gift this year for us has been all of you. So thank you and uh, hang in there because we're almost through this bullshit. (laughs) This bullshit of a year. Yeah, look. Yeah. Put it down as number five. (laughs) (laughs) I had been planning to, to, to say a few words this whole time. This was not just me trying to manipulate another cry out of her, but I am going to put it on the list. That's... That was really beautiful and makes me feel like an asshole because my only ending statement was going to be like, if you like things that are a little bit ridiculous, that just like can't help but put you in a good mood, Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez (laughs) did a Christmas movie years ago called Holiday in Handcuffs, and it brings me so much joy. It is beyond ridiculous. Like, it is just, there's so much in it that is like, what's happening right now? I think there's somebody from, uh, oh, shit. What was that show called? It was literally filmed, like, half an hour from my town. Um, Corner Gas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, It has a girl from Corner Gas in it. And it's just, it was the silliest little thing. But it is just, what a ride. I live for it. It also has Marky Post, who I love very much. And I must mean that because... Shout out to Night Court. Again, always with the Night Court. Again, I think I'm a little bit bull. But maybe... (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. Again, I cannot wait for this fan art. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Yes! Please, please draw me in pants. (laughs) 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 that's her christmas wish it's not mine um listen everybody thank you so much for joining us for the holiday hoot nanny again we truly do appreciate and love all of you we hope that you're well and uh again make sure you follow us true crime and cocktails on instagram we're going to post our two holiday cocktail recipes again christy's dirty slurpee lauren's cran sparkle scoot And uh, we want you to make them. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to see your photos. Tag us. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, also follow us on Twitter, at Not Detectives, on Facebook, at True Crime and Cocktails. And if you want virtual case files more extensive than the huge ones Christy posts on Instagram, go to our website, truecrimeandcocktails.com, where you can also find the unedited Zoom episodes of the show. We're so excited next week. We're going to bring you our first of two 
fan theory episodes. And then as soon as we get into the new year, season two of True Crime and Cocktails is coming with all kinds of fun mm-hmm. things in this famous fatalities edition, which we are so excited about. Keep an eye out because we're going to be talking about murder on, oh, I was going to say murder on Muscle Beach. And <laughs> that's just not it. Murder on Middle Beach. It's coming soon, Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that. Uh, Christy, do you have any last words for the people? (sighs) Nothing coherent. Um. (laughs) (laughs) What I love is that I'm usually the boob who's so drunk at this point. Like, literally, I'll listen back, and I kind of get into this place a little bit. But what I like is that the tables have turned, and that makes me happy. Because I had nothing to research this week but a good time, so I'm just like, having a good time. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) What I like is is you Freddie mercury your own mic stand. (laughs) That was like a Steven Tyler, Freddie Mercury, like playing with the mic stand. Oh, God, what a gift in my life. What a gift in my life. Oh beautiful yeah well listen on that Mm -hmm. note (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you again so Mm -hmm. much for joining us at the holiday hoot nanny that's one last drink make sure you Mm -hmm. do it uh and we will see you next week i love you (laughs) good night everybody Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.